Praise God, brothers and sisters. It's good to be in the house of God. Amen. It's, uh, it's good that we still have this time and uh, we can be together and uh, learn a, uh, something from the Bible. And uh, today, as my brothers before me mentioned, it's uh, Thanksgiving week. We were all preparing for Thanksgiving, I guess, in a special way this year and uh, we probably all live through times where we all, all live uh, through history right now in history in making I, I should say that uh, one day you'll be looking back and you'll be telling your kids that back in 2020 things used to be different assuming they won't get any worse than <laughs> than uh, they already are right and uh, probably this, this, uh, this not even, I was thinking probably not even our parents, not probably even our grandparents lived through a pandemic because the last one was in 1918, I guess a big one. And, uh, and nobody kind of remembers that far from none of us who were born or even our grandparents. And so this is uh, unusual times and then um, unusual uh, circumstances, I, I should say, that we live through. And usually uh, here at the youth service, um, uh, traditionally we would look back and we would say, well, we're thankful as a youth for the past year. And uh, usually we would mention youth camps, but this year we didn't have one, right? <laughs> Usually we would mention the uh, uh, choir trips that we did, and uh, but this year, did we do one before the pandemic? I don't recall one. So probably, probably not not many tr yet, uh, choir trips that we did. And uh, I'm looking, uh, uh, like listening to uh, choir uh, songs on YouTube and. When you see those combined uh, choirs and you're like, oh my boy, that was a good time back in the day when you had all the, the combined choirs and a lot of people singing for the Lord. That was, you're like, wow, like, I, not many, we didn't really appreciate that time that we had back then. And then uh, maybe some of you wanted to uh, to meet a lot of people this year and now you're confined to your circle of friends and not not uh, getting to see any many many other people uh, maybe some of you graduated this year and then you hope to have a big graduation and then walk off the aisle throw your hat up and but from what I understand everything was online or through the web so I guess that didn't happen <laughs> And uh, maybe some of you wanted to start a normal school year. Uh, you thought by fall everything would be back to normal. And then uh, here we are and it's not back to normal yet. Uh, maybe some of you wanted to have a big wedding. You were planning on having this big wedding and a lot of people. But now you're thinking uh, probably it's going to be just the circle of family and then maybe a couple more people. If you want to put it off, and I would suggest not putting it, rather than do it with your family, rather than putting off in hopes for, big, uh, for better times. 
it'll be better being together. <laughs> so, uh, and maybe some of you, some of you last year, somebody close in your family, we, we hear a lot of uh, needs to pray, to pray for people that are sick, that uh, we've heard people that passed away. So it's, um, you're looking back and then you would say, oh, it's a lot of things that didn't happen this year or didn't, but when you start to realize you're, we're only comparing to what we are, we were used to it. We're not comparing with something else. We're comparing what's now with what we used to call normal, what we used to call uh, everyday life, and then uh, comparing, uh, comparing to those times that we say it's different. And, uh, and then now we realize that maybe we should have put more emphasis on spending time with youth, spending time for the Lord, and I was thinking this may be a good, uh, it will be a good uh, lesson for those that uh, usually when brothers come up here and they make announcements, participate in the youth camp, New Year, and everything else. And then you thought you had all this time. Next time when they make the announcement, you probably should take advantage of it because you don't know when the next one will happen. So take, uh, take advantage of every opportunity that you have because God knows if, uh, if, uh, how things will, will look uh, in the future. But uh, I'm just encouraging you. Next time uh, you have the opportunity, participate. Because right now uh, we're... We're thinking maybe we'll have Christmas, but doesn't look like we'll have normal Christmas either. And we're even thinking, are we even going to be able to celebrate the new year <laughs> together? So it's, uh, it's one of those times that uh, you look back and you wish you participated probably more. But we, we are hopeful and pray that God will give still those opportunities to um, to uh, to. Uh, work for his glory um, and uh, and and this is assuming that we're thinking that things won't get any worse right so we're thinking okay we're we're picking and they say vaccines will help us and something else so we're thinking it should get go back down right but the the if you if you recall back in April remember when the president said that the uh, we, uh, it would be good to have everybody back in church by Eastern. Remember those times? And we thought like, man, by Eastern, that's a long time. Uh, and then now you're looking back, it's like, yeah, I wish we, wish we would be back in church by next Eastern, right? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those times, like you think you, you've seen everything, but uh, you, you don't know what's, what's going to happen next. And uh, this is, this is, I guess what we call the new normal in our days. But I was uh, reading through the Bible and then um, just see what people can because we're comparing to the what we used to know, uh, to know how it was. But if we were to compare it to with some other passages from the Bible, you'll see that we're we're very blessed to live to live in the, even in this time we're very blessed to have everything that we still have in this time 
And then uh, I want to read, uh, we just read this uh, chapter. I want to just read one more time um, one verse. Habakkuk uh, chapter 3, verse 17. Though the fig tree should not blossom, and there be no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the olives should fail, and the fields produce no food, though the flock should be cut off from the fold, and there be no cattle in the stalls. And then I was just kind of analyzing uh, this verse. And uh, uh, if we start the first, the, the first part, though there be no fig tree, if the fig tree does not blossom. And I was thinking this probably happened if you take one tree's blossom, it's in the spring, right? So I was thinking maybe maybe that year the maybe around here happens to you when you have a late freeze, the flowers freeze and there's no fruit that year, and um, and we think uh, well maybe this year we won't eat cherries or we don't won't eat uh, other fruits and maybe back in the day was the that the fig tree that's what they had back uh, in Israel. So it starts so like even if the fig tree does not blossom, like the first part goes, and then but then it goes. And you're thinking maybe the vine will make will make uh, uh, grape, and then you'll have something to eat. But then it goes on no fruit on the vines. Maybe that year something happened, and there 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 was a disease. And this year, this is actually the second year. In my in my yard, I have a grape, and um, the second, third year, we're looking to to eat grape from that vine, but only blossoms and never makes grapes. So we're trying all these different things, but in reality, we were in the back of our minds. We're thinking, I can go always and buy as as much as I want, right? I'm not really relying on that vine to make the, that grape. Back back then, it wasn't the case. They were looking. Okay, if if no fig uh, figs this year, maybe the, maybe we'll have some grape. But then, but then it says no fruit on the vines. So this is probably uh, they realized this probably early on in the in the summer, right? And then and then he, they're thinking maybe the olives will make some oil out of olives. Maybe olives will save the year. And then it goes on. It says and and there's no um, yield of the olives fails. So then they realize that well, it's this year is not going good, right? It's a lot of things, and um, I I have a garden at home, not a big one. And every year, like, I'm trying to plant a little bit of everything. And every year I have one crop that does not produce anything. So it's either the bell pepper that don't turn out good or some other uh, vegetables that don't grow or they're eaten by um, different slugs and everything. So, and usually I'm like, well, this one, maybe next year. At least this year, I'm, I'll eat from the tomatoes, potatoes, and everything else, right? And here, it gets to the to the next one, and fields fields produce no food. It gets 
kind of late in the summer and then like the, the, the fields produce no food. So no, nothing on the trees, nothing in the field grows, maybe it's a drought, maybe it's a lot of things going on. So back in the day, I imagine people are starting to panic. It's like, well, this year, it's, it's, we don't have anything to store for the winter. This year is going to be a bad year. This year, it's not the usual year, right? So they're trying to, maybe, maybe at that point, they're, they're thinking, well, at least this year, we won't eat dried uh, figs and other and olives in the winter. Maybe we can rely on our flock. Maybe we can just eat, get by with meat this winter. But sounds like that's not going to be the case either, because if we, if we read on, it says flocks disappears from fold. And then uh, actually in Moldavian, when you, uh, when you read, it says the, sh the sheep have died. So like the, everything has died. And no cattle in the stalls. So this is, this is maybe they were thinking maybe uh, we can just get by with animals. And probably it's probably fall already, kind of this time of the year. And the prophet uh, just were in that times, he probably knew what he was talking about here. And then he, people realized there's not, there's not much hope for the winter. There's not much that they can do at this point. The whole summer passed. There's no, nothing to eat. Everything has died. No cattle in the stalls. It's, we can say it's a very dark picture, right? These days, if there's a famine somewhere in Africa, with all the shipments and everything, people are taking food from one place uh, to different place and helping other uh, parts of the globe out. Back in the day, it wasn't like that. It was, it was pretty hard to get food from other places. So you pretty much relied on what you can grow and what you can have. And uh, what, was, what was the prophet's attitude in all of this? What was his... You would, you would say it's like it's a very dark picture. It looks like a very dark winter, right? Somebody saying that we're going to see a dark winter this, this in our time. Comparing to, to those times, probably we're not even like a, even that much close. We're not even anywhere close to those dark winters when, when they had these times. But the, um, in the midst of this, of this, times, in the midst of this tribulation, in the midst of this worries that people were thinking, how are they going to feed the, their kids with? And probably Dennis and those that, are, uh, that have kids already know, is um, uh, even two Sundays ago, I was, uh, I was in church with just my son, and then I was driving home, and he was sitting in the back, and uh, sometimes when he wants something, he's being polite and just trying to say in a nice way. And he's sitting in the back, and he's like, Dad, do you think you can find something to eat for me? <laughs> and, uh, and then I I'm, am I'm, I'm like, but you just ate before we came to church. Like, yeah, but I'm already hungry. He's like, do you think you can find somewhere in your stashes in the car, somewhere something for, something for me to eat? And I'm thinking, like, yeah, I can give him something to eat, but when you, I can imagine being in a time telling your kids, sorry, there's nothing to eat. And then you realize that the whole winter is ahead and you, you, you don't have nothing to eat. 
And then it probably was pretty tough for those parents to, to tell their kids, there's nothing to eat. We don't have anything to eat. And among, among, in the midst of these of this circumstances, uh, we read on, and the, uh, Habakkuk uh, is saying, Yet I will exalt in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he has made my feet like deer's feet and makes me walk on my high places. We see his attitude. We see his faith in God. We, he, we see what he rejoices in. We see what he calls, what he's going to do. Like, yet I will exalt in the Lord. That's the main May, that's where we should keep our mind. We, we should keep our faith and our mind on God and exalt in the Lord. No matter what the circumstances around us happen or what happens around us or what might happen, we should rejoice in God of, our salva- of, our, uh, of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. When we make God to be our strength, when we trust in him with our, with our whole heart, then we can be like Habakkuk, saying that nothing, nothing will, will stop me from rejoicing. Nothing will stop me from praising God. Because we live in a time where a lot, a lot of people, they, they don't have hope. They don't know what to do. And then looking in, in, in our situation today, right? Has anyone been without food this year? Has anybody ha- had shortage of food? I even spoke with somebody not too long ago, and they they said, "Well, we're we're we haven't been to a store in a long time because we have three refrigerators in the garage full of food, a freezer full with uh, meat, and we haven't been in a store in a while." And it sounded like they probably can get throughout through the whole winter without even needing to go anywhere. So that's, 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 I would say it's not a problem for us. Probably we ate more during this time than one way we would typically eat. And has anybody, uh, 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 is anybody afraid that they, soon they won't have anything to eat? I doubt it, right? Even with everything going on, nobody's going to bed thinking what they're going to eat in a month or two months. Because we, we're, we're like, well, we have enough, right? And we, we think we're going to be okay. We don't have that fear. Has anybody been short on clothes, shoes, anything else that you would need? Probably uh, now they're sitting there unwear. Uh, some of the brothers saying, oh, well, we're not wearing the the shirts, the ties, the, because we don't go to church that often this day, so they're all sitting there and collecting dust. And uh, has anyone been sick and got turned away from the hospital? Probably we, we're not at that point yet, right? Where we, we, everybody still gets treatment and everything. So the, uh, um, now the question is... Uh, are there things that we need to be thankful for? If you compared, if you 
compared to last year, maybe we say, yeah, we didn't do a lot of some of the things that we usually think. Comparing to what Habakkuk lived through, we're not even close, right? So we probably can realize that there are a lot of things that we should be thankful for, right? Um, and even, even um, I was thinking, even we as young people, have we realized that God has spared us from this, from the uh, severe effects of this COVID uh, virus? It's some of us probably had it, and I didn't even uh, didn't even know we had it, right? Have we stopped and thanked God for the air that we breathe so easily? A lot of people can't breathe right now in the hospitals, including our pastor, like has to be on this ventilator. And then a lot of time we, didn't, we took for granted the ease of, of breathing that we breathe every day, that, uh, that uh, we are still alive, that we're, we're, we're not affected by this virus that, that much, we as young people. And um, if we stop and count all the blessings that God gave in our life, I think we will be overwhelmed to realize how much mercy God has uh, shown towards us. How much mercy God has shown towards us. Even right now, we have hope in our God. We're not, a lot of people are probably locked home can't go to work, not much social, uh, social life, and they're depressed, they're in misery, a lot of suicides, a lot of statistically people are saying, oh, this is hard on people. And we are here today all together, praising God, being ten thankful for everything that he has done in our lives. So we got to stop and realize that there's a lot of things that God has Shown in our uh, shown mercy towards us, has blessed us, and we have hope. We have hope that we we one day will be eternally with God. Uh, one of my bosses at work, uh, he's Christian too, and and he he always uh, says, "But we know the end, right? We all we know, we know the end. We know how this is going to end up. We're going to be forever with God." And this place is going to burn. It's, it's that simple, right? It's, it's, uh, and then when, when you know the end, it's, uh, it's not even that, that uh, you don't even pay that much attention to the little things that happen during this transition time until we get to the end. And uh, I would say that uh, even in this time, we should be learning in every circumstance, we got to learn something new from it. And the question I, I, have, I, I have for you and for me, for everybody, are we learning like Paul, uh, Apostle Paul, was learning in his time? And um, uh, are we taking advantage of every opportunity that I would say that this is our opportunity for us to learn to live through this, all of this that is going on around us. And I want to read uh, uh, Philippians uh, chapter 4, uh, verse 11, uh, second half of the verse. For I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with little, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled 
and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. We see that Apostle Paul, he was learning. In whatever circumstance he was, he, he, he is saying, For I have learned to be content in, in whatever circumstance. Are we learning to be content in whatever circumstance we are in, even though we might not like it? I mean, Apostle probably, uh, Paul probably didn't like it every, didn't like being going hungry, didn't like being having needs, but he learned through live through those. And then he's like, I I got he he got used to uh, getting along with little with little. And I also know how to live in prosperity. I mean, God placed probably took him through a lot of trials in his life, and he learned through everything. And in this time, I think this this should be an opportunity for us to learn how to live in different times. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. We don't know what next year will bring. But if we're going to learn in every day, every day, in every circumstance, to be thankful for what God has provided us. Always have this thankful attitude towards what God is giving us and what God maybe wants to to take us through so we can learn something. And then as uh, Joseph was saying, if you're sitting in one place, you're not learning anything. You're not growing. You're not getting anywhere. But if you're learning to live through all the circumstances, you learn to pray more, when your loved ones maybe get sick, and when maybe when you get sick, you learn to fast more. You, you learn to do a lot more things that probably you took for granted. And then you realize that you should be thankful for everything that God has placed in our lives. And this time should be a time of learning, a time of going through all the circumstances, learning and being thankful to God that... Uh, he still has mercy. He still gives us a lot of blessings. We still, we don't lack anything. We have everything that we need for to be thankful. And no matter if it gets even worse, we still should be thankful to God. Because he has a plan for every one of us. He knows why this is happening. He, nothing is out of his control. He knows everything. And uh, this, this, this will be my, my, uh, my desire is for all the Christians to be, like, uh, to, to be like this or to live this life. And, but in reality, we see that a lot of things are happening around us. I, um, I was listening um, not too long ago to a, to a preacher and... Um, he, he was saying that he personally knows that uh, uh, probably not as much as uh, among the Slavic, uh, Slavic churches or immigrants' churches, but um, among the American churches, many churches are starting to put up, put up their buildings for sale where they're going online, online only, and then because uh, they're thinking, okay, we're going to be only online, so where maybe people stopped coming to church because statistically a lot of people are not coming back to churches like well a lot of americans ones even they closed and they haven't opened since april so a lot of people are probably thinking well 
church life is over. But I was thinking, uh, uh, I was thinking, is that is that kind of what the Christian life should be? And then uh, this is probably God has allowed this time to test who's the real Christian and who's going to be scared away by a virus and say, well, Christianity is over, the churches are gone, and now I, I got to be looking for something else to fill my time. So this is, this is probably a good time for, the, for, the, for God to take us through the sieve to see who, who is the tree if, who's the true Christian that was going to stick around and trust God and be faithful until the end. And uh, I want to read uh, last uh, uh, um, verses from the Bible, and then we'll uh, conclude on this. It's Romans chapter 8, starting with verse 25. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation, or trouble, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword, just as is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We were regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all those things we overwhelm Mingly conquered through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord." We see the Apostle Paul attitudes. Like, what's going to separate us from the love of God? Nothing. And he goes through this whole list. Will anything, and if he lived through a pandemic, he probably would, he, he mentioned famine. He probably could as well add, will, will a pandemic, will a, will a virus separate us from the, low, uh, from the love of God? Of course not. Nothing should separate us from the love of God because love, God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son that we may have everlasting life. Now it depends on us. Are we going to forsake him just because we think we live through tough times when in reality we don't? Just because we think that things are bad and then uh, we're going to just decide to do something else? Things might get better, things might get worse. Things might be better next year, things might be worse. We don't know, but if we learn to trust in God, if we are joyful in every circumstance, if we have this faith that nothing will separate us from the love of God, then we are the most blessed people on this earth. We have the hope, we have the faith that one day we're going to be in heaven with him. So this should be our, we should, these days, this week, we should really stop and think about for everything that God has done in our lives so far. And we probably can list many, many things. 
And then when you compare to, to the litter inconveniences that we have today, it's probably nothing compared to the love that God showed towards each one of us. So that's my pray. That's my uh, desire for us to realize what God has done for us, to realize that we are very blessed, to realize that no matter what, we should remain faithful. No matter what, we should trust in God that will, he will see us through everything. There's no circumstance that God can't intervene and lead us through it. He will be with us everywhere, no matter what, no matter how dark the times may seem to us. He will be there next to us if we completely trust in him, if we completely put our lives in his hand, and he will deliver us. And now let's bow down on our knees and praise God for everything. Amen.